What's going on, fam? Welcome to the Get the Bag podcast, episode 47. I am your host, uh, Gladia Castro. Got my co-host, Tim Park. What's up, fam? What's going on, everybody? Don't forget, as I always say, uh, hit the like button, subscribe, follow us on IG at Get the Bag Podcast. Um, And today's conversation, I think... Uh, stems with you know what's going on in the world right now obviously uh, you know we've been talking about this in previous episodes about you know the recession uh, thing that's kind of going on in our uh, the real estate market I think interest rates are at eight possibly going up to 10 percent which is crazy to think of Uh, last year it was like at between two and three percent so you know we'll kind of go and talk about uh, really how to come out of this recession a millionaire or in a better position at least than um, you are right now uh, and mm-hmm. some of the strategies that we're working towards to be in that position as well because uh, f- from what I've learned um, you know from others who are millionaires or uh, just through their experiences is there's tons of people from the 08 recession that came out millionaires because they weren't listening to what other people were were telling what the general public was saying which was to fall back you know be very afraid i know we're coming out of halloween um (laughs) you know just to not take any action but these people did the opposite of that and you'll learn as investors you do have to move differently um so we're gonna you know uncover that a little bit more um you know, what we know other people are sort of doing some recommendations on some resources, but you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, you don't really think when, with a recession, you know, mm-hmm. you can become a millionaire. So what sort of things, Tim, are you sort of prepping for, um, during this recession? Because we've been in the recession now for several months. Um, what sort of things or actions are you taking? Yeah, um, just with talks with, uh, I guess, the family office and other family offices that I'm connected with on the commercial side, a lot of it is now they have stacks of cash. And um, and now it's uh, finding the right deals to actually pull the trigger on so you can, they can invest in and have that return when um, the market uh, resets, right? And um starts to improve um and that all the talks with these investors have been you know buying something for um kind of the long term and uh, acquiring assets and um so it's more of an acquisition phase of buyer's market for sure i know for me it's just partnering up with the right uh people um in regards to getting some deals that they do have cash uh on hand and um, exactly what they're looking for because a lot of it now is like maybe not it's not fix and flips it's buy and holds or you know so it just really depends on what the investor is um, looking for and you know there's still people doing fix and flips of course but um, a lot fewer now than they were just because of the market is shifting and to the public right now they don't think as we talk to sellers they don't think there's a shift right now right so right and so we have to educate the seller on you know what the housing prices are doing um currently um and you know it there has been a a huge dip and then a lot of what my strategy has been shifted to is 
is a lot of people are going to be losing their houses during foreclosures and stuff like that. So targeting um, sellers that are in trouble and trying to help them out and solve their solution, you know, whether we can get them out of their um, their house without any credit uh, dings on them mm -hmm. or, you know, finding creative financing solutions for them as well, too. So um, even on the commercial mm -hmm. side, you know, having some creative financing, seller financing. Um, so those those situations are ideal. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a key point, especially if you're in the real estate industry um, in, in marketing to sellers is understanding how to educate or how to explain the circumstances because for the general public which a lot of these sellers fall in they're not savvy investors maybe they're just like hey i bought a few properties uh because you know i want to i like the passive income they're probably they're usually managing the properties themselves um and they never really scaled uh so they're and they also kind of fall in that general public stance where they don't take action unless it's like kind of in the news until it's out in the general news. Um, people don't really worry so much about it. And because, um, you know, we're in the real estate groups, we're in these conversations mm -hmm. where with very experienced uh, real estate investors who've been kind of giving us a heads up like, hey, the market is turning. I'm, I'm, I'm turning liquid, meaning like mm -hmm. I'm cashing out or, you know, I'm selling off to have more cash on hand than usual. Usually people mm -hmm. don't, investors don't want to have so much cash, but in, in this kind of turn of the market, you want to be as liquid as possible so that you have, when the opportunity comes, you're able to buy at a super discounted rate because the, the market has gone down. The supply um, is different from what it was a year ago. So it's once you kind of understand those trends um, and you can kind of educate the seller, like sometimes I'll send the sellers links to like what's happening on like, um, you know, specific articles um, to kind of educate them. Sometimes that's not enough. They're like, well, I don't care. I still want this price. So it's, it may take some a few touches to mm -hmm. get them to understand or maybe follow up with them in three months and see if something has changed. Um, so uh, it, it takes some time for people to really understand and grasp uh, the situation of, of a recession. Um but going back into uh, coming out of the recession as a millionaire, I mean, a few things, um, at least that I've learned, or I know some people who have kind of taken these steps is learning how to make money. Mm -hmm. If you can learn how to make money and um, reinvest those funds into either your education, because you are the best investment, um, or into real estate properties, that's you're 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 in a good place because um, what happens is people and I mean I'd say I'm not guilty of it uh, at all is we spend money on liabilities um, mm -hmm. you know liabilities being cars although and some people can argue the fact hey cars can are, are an investment you know you can make money off your car um, but for for the general public of how they um, use their cars it's not really the case uh, clothes uh, unnecessary um, just stuff that's really yeah. not needed it loses value from the time that you purchase it um yeah. you know and instead kind of delaying that gratification mm -hmm. to spending it or uh putting it somewhere having your money work for you um right. and and that's talked about a lot in plenty of books um and 
I, I think the, the biggest thing is uh, know how, knowing how to make money, obviously reinvesting your money, but also knowing the real estate game, knowing the real estate cycles. How do you underwrite a deal? How do you know what's a good deal? Because you can have the money, but if you're not reinvesting it properly, or if you're not, uh, if you don't know what a good deal looks like, you can spend a lot of money on a deal that's crap and right. uh, you're, you know, you're in a bad position. Um, so it's, it's, it takes steps. It takes phases. Uh, and a really good book on this is uh, by David Lindahl called uh, Researching Emerging Markets. Uh, that's a book that I'm currently reading. Um, and he kind of created the market cycle. He split up the market cycle in four phases. He's like, it's either going to be one of these phases. Um, and uh, he even lets us know, like, okay, if this phase is when you want to invest your money in this phase is where you mm -hmm. probably want to sell. Um, and so I think the phases are called, um, there's four phases. One of them is called the buyer's market phase one. And mm -hmm. that's where a market that is oversupplied with property. So that was something last year, right? Like, yeah, um, totally. There was a ton of properties everywhere. Um, then it phases into buyer's market phase two, where the market starts to absorb the oversupply. Vacant units become occupied and abandoned properties get purchased. So that may be something where it was kind of in between uh, from mm -hmm. last year to even now. Um, and then you have the seller's market phase one, which is a uh, demand has reached its highest point. There's plenty of investors that want to buy uh, what you're selling. And then seller's market phase two, job growth slows, properties take longer to sell, and the market is slowly getting oversupplied by new development. So um, you can kind of tell, like once you kind of recognize these uh, market cycles or these phases, you'll kind of know how to make decisions based off of that. Um, mm -hmm. So when job growth increases or, you know, um, and you start following the news in your market, um, you can, you can um, know how to strategize. Okay. I'm actually going to start investing in this market because there's job growth. Uh, there's mm -hmm. new developments that are, that's going to be happening. Whereas the opposite, if you see things starting to slow down, that's usually signs. Okay. I need to sell and like reinvest it somewhere else. So it's a really great book for anybody that uh, wants to really learn how to look at real estate as an investor instead of just like, you know, just a regular person, just, wanting to just uh, invest just because um, if you really want to look at this as a long game, um, not just as like a tired landlord sort of thing. So that, that's a really great um, resource to use for this sort of, these sort of circumstances. No, I think that's, I mean, I think people need to educate themselves really just because I know that, um, you know, with books like these and understanding, you know, someone that understands the market, um, a lot of people just don't want to maybe jump in because of even jump in to do real estate because of uh, the word recession. Right. And um, right. Like it's scary. Yeah, exactly. Because when you think about it, you think about what you kind of went through in 2008 or what, you know, people were doing or the people are saying they're losing their jobs and stuff like that. So it goes back into the fear of, okay, how, how am I going to navigate this? How am I going to get into real estate without having any money or, you know, having a job and all of this. So, um, and you know, the investors thrive on that. Really. They thrive right. on bad, bad markets. And that's how, I mean, if you, you think about like the industrial revolution and all of the, oh, when you're going way back, 
this is mm -hmm. where a lot of people capitalize, you know, right. And that's where that generational wealth uh, came from. And so if you are investing in a recession now, that can generate generational wealth for you in the future. And, um, and that's, that's kind of, we just want to kind of open your eyes and uh, change your mindset about uh, what a recession could do for you. Right. Right. Um, not what a recession will do to you. Mm, so. I love that. That's a bar right there. <laughs> Drop the mic on that one. huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're the biggest investment um, and obviously COVID kind of like, affected a lot, a lot less. We're probably here because of COVID and all the resources that were put in uh, for people, uh, the PPP program, you have all the, um, you know, the stimulus checks that were sent out that people use to buy Jordans right. or whatever. <laughs> right. And, but you see, there's people who actually came out millionaires out of that, out of COVID um, yeah. because they were laid off and they were back was against the wall. And they found real estate, they found wholesaling. Um, and, and there's no excuses in that sense. Like you can make money at any point. There's money to be made. Um, mm -hmm. Now there's, there's different strategies on how you do it. Um, but once you can kind of learn, like I mentioned before, how to make money. Uh, so if even starting in wholesaling, using the funds there, like, you know, if you close $20,000 deals, $50,000 deals, you can mm -hmm. use that money instead of using your own money to start off with to either reinvest it into your education or into buying a property, uh, you can just use a down payment with that, those funds, right. To, uh, invest. Uh, and another thing too, is, uh, you can partner with people that you trust. Of course, you have to do some vetting process, um, there, but you know, to, I know, I think I heard a group of young men, I think it was like five of them who saved, saved up money, um, all together, put it all in a pot and put it down on a multifamily property, um, so there's different ways that you can invest in real estate. I think Tim mentioned earlier, owner finance is one where you basically create a note with the seller uh, and you pay them off uh, through monthly payments, through time, however long you know they want um, to be paid like that for. Uh, so there's there's so many opportunities. Just people haven't opened their eyes, like you said, um, mm -hmm. and and learned how to make money. We we're 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 really good at being consumers you know, and, and consuming and taking. Um, but when it comes to actually uh, learning how to make money, we, we, you know, when we say, oh, we need more, I need more money. I need this, like, think outside the box. Like, how can I make more money? People are making money out of nowhere, out of nowhere. Like mm -hmm. the way, the things I learned that people make money from, it, it amazes me. You really have to think outside the box. And that's that entrepreneurial um, mindset that you really have to have. Um, right. Obviously, it's easier said than done, but uh, it's possible. You just have to kind of put yourself in that position. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, a lot of it is that um, w when people, uh, you know, have a certain mindset or a worker's mentality and all this, they buy into what the media is saying and buying and yeah. what to what, um, you know, I guess what they see around them, because, you know, I know you're a product of your environment sometimes, mm -hmm. but you don't have to be right. You can, you can be, um, you know, educated in a field like real estate and then surround your people, surround yourself with pe like-minded people in that industry. And then you educate yourself on how it really is, you know, in the market. So 
I think I, I, th I really think that that's important too, because you can change your life just by uh, making the right decisions when you're getting into real estate. And so like a recession doesn't really scare you. Right. And um, I understand people No, don't get me wrong. Like people are in, they, they need money, right. They, right. they're in a position where, you know, if they don't have, um, you know, their paycheck, then they don't have rent or can't eat or anything. We're not saying quit your job and, you know, invest right. in property with your savings or, you know, you know, um, do anything like crazy like that. We're just saying right. that there's ways to um, take advantage of, you know, certain um, strategies during a recession that will benefit you in the future. Right. Exactly. Uh, it's just kind of taking actions. And if you have a job, if you have a nine to five uh, and you have some extra income that you can use instead of spending it on uh, clothes that you really don't need or those J's that you really don't need, um, invest it in a course or invest it um, in some form of education that can kind of take you take you further. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's the, that's the problem yeah. is um, you know, people, it, it, it all starts with mindset. And I know yesterday we had a call, um, you know, in, in our real estate group with uh, Chris Jefferson and, he, and, you know, it was all, it was all stemmed on mindset is like, mm -hmm. it's how you approach things. So if you come in with a victim's mentality, especially it, like, and I've noticed this is working at my nine to five, the way people approach things, um, you know, when there's like a problem or I know some people that, um, uh, I know other people who got laid off and the way they approach things, you have to really have that entrepreneurial mindset or not even entrepreneurial, just that mindset of like, I'm going to figure it out. Or instead of just having that mentality of like, oh, why is this happening to me? Mm -hmm. uh, woe is me. Take action. How can I make more money? Like, oh, like there's people on, on YouTube, on Instagram making money. Um, figure that out. Once you can figure that out and you add on the extra education and understand, especially if you're in real estate, the real estate cycles, mm -hmm. it'll start becoming predictable and you'll kind of know your next steps. It's, you know, it's chess, not checkers. People say that a ton, um, right. but, but it's, it's, it's true. You kind of have to look at it in that way. And that's where the mindset of an investor is so different. Mm -hmm. um, you know, where sometimes you want people when you make a decision to be like, scratching their head and telling you, I don't know if that was a good decision. Mm -hmm, that means mm -hmm. you're doing the right thing from, right, right. from, from experience of, mm -hmm. of people who have um, made investments and people are telling you like, why are you investing in that neighborhood? Like mm -hmm. it's, it's the hood or whatever, but right. you as an investor, you did your research, you, you exactly. know, Oh, there's job growth. Oh, I, I checked in with the city council and they're, they're developing new uh, areas or they're mm -hmm. putting they're you know, a new company is coming in there that tells me as an investor, Oh, I should invest in that area. It may not be good for right now, but maybe in the next year or two uh, that's where, you know, the, the, the roots sprout. Um, so you got to come in with that mindset, educate on how other investors are looking in into, into these sort of scenarios and, um, and just take baby, baby action steps. Uh, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think research is a big part of it too. And then having conversations um, within your, your market as well too. And um, you're absolutely right. Just like 
I think you had posted something about the uh, railway. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About that. So it's just learning about what's happening in your market. And I think that's super helpful because if something is, if the city is spending money to actually um, build something somewhere in your city, they think it's something that is going to be um, beneficial for the community, right? So. Right why wouldn't you invest in those type of areas or close to those areas to see if you could capitalize on some uh, investments or, um, you know, look into those areas to see how you can benefit some of those people, uh, one, and solve problems there too, right? So, mm-hmm. and it's not all about, you know, uh, capitalizing on on the money side. It's all about, okay, how are we going to solve a solution in that? Cause that we still have a housing shortage. Right. And, right. you know, we're still, um, you know, builders and developers are still trying to scramble to actually build. But right now the money is too expensive because the interest rates to borrow money to actually get projects done, uh, doesn't make sense, you know, on, right. in certain areas. So that's, that's another thing that, you know, um, like if you invest in existing properties, that might be a play, right, for you. Right. Yeah. And in in that um, post that I made, I also talked about gentrification, which I've experienced yeah, living in the Bay Area. Um, you know, instead of looking back of like, um, what the hell, you know, um, you know, they're just taking over. I think this is where financial literacy, and I even mentioned it there, is so super key. And it's like, let's empower our communities to learn uh, how to invest. Hey, let's uh, let's get together, like like I mentioned earlier, um, and let's save this money uh, or whatever it is. Let's let's start a business. Uh, you know, it's it starts there, and that's where the mentality block is too. Is I was I was raised. I wasn't raised by you know. I'm a I'm a first generation. Uh, both mm-hmm. my parents were immigrants, so. Um, they came in with like, Hey, to, in order to be successful, you have to work hard, mm-hmm. uh, and then you'll be rewarded. Um, but that's not how it works. Uh, it, 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 the way it works is, you know, you, you have to think outside the box. You have to put yourself out there, uh, when everybody else is telling you no. And I never thought I, I be, being a millionaire, I never thought that was reachable. I didn't think it was for me mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I was raised in the, in, in the circle where it's like, yeah, millionaires, you'll never reach that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you really, especially as people of color, we have to break that mindset yeah. of like, yeah. we're worth that. We're worth being millionaires. We're worth being billionaires. Yeah. Um, imagine and imagine what you can do, uh, what kind of communities you can change and why we're creating, we create this platform to help educate people or at least to kind of uh, trigger, uh, create triggers for them to uh, want to uh, learn more. Uh, so I think it's it's also a, a part of the mental block of people of color, the Black Latino uh, mm-hmm. communities to uh, to learn, and I think it's it's happening. It's slowly yeah. happening. Uh, so instead of being on the one side of like, oh, they just raised the rent, I can't afford it. Um, you can kind of learn the process, learn how to make money, and be part of those investment groups that are mm-hmm. taking advantage. Because the 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 on the larger scale, people don't want you know these millionaires that have been you know old money they don't want you learning this stuff that's why it's not in our high school education college education you have to really like fight for this knowledge 
um, they want to keep it all to themselves, but that's not, you know, it's clearly that's not going to happen. Um, no. So it, it's breaking that mindset cycle. I think at least it was for me on uh, telling myself I was worth, I mm-hmm. was worth it. No, I agree. Um, you know, I, I kind of grew up that way too. I mean, we, we didn't have nothing. And then I'm actually an immigrant myself. Like I was born in Korea and, you know, my dad was in the military. So, um, you know, and then I came here when I was like two or three years old Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, and I've been here ever since. So all I know is, you know, um, you know, being in America basically. And, um, we didn't really have that much money, um, growing up and, you know, I only knew one way on how to do real estate. And I think that's a 90% of people in America is that you have to qualify for a loan and then you go look for a house and get a realtor and all that stuff. So, um, you know, and it took me all this time just to get educated on it. And it, I'm just, you know, wherever your age and you want to get into this, you know, it doesn't matter. It's just, you need to educate yourself no matter your um, situation uh, as well, because, you know, the people that you grew up or they're, they only know a certain way. Right. right. And so it's up to you to kind of educate because you're not going to learn it in school. That's, that's definitely no. not, you know, so, right. um, you know, it's, you know, they teach, you know, school and college teach you how to work for other people. Right. And um, that's kind of the mentality there, workers mentality. And um, when yeah. you get into an entrepreneurship, it's like, you know, you're making money for yourself um, you're building a business and then um, how do you capitalize on uh, making more money to um, for your family and how to survive, um, you know, the the business ups and downs and the, me- the mental, um, you know, I guess, warfare that's going on because it's it's like, you know, mentally challenging to to run a business, but it's it's actually hundred percent satisfying at the same time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I think, I think the biggest thing is, is yeah, obviously breaking that, that cycle. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, not, and not everybody is, you know, has that entrepreneurial mindset or has that right. entrepreneurial, um, uh, wants to follow that path. Uh, and, and that's, that's okay. okay. Yeah. You know, and I think the, the main thing here is we're not telling you to become business owners or anything like that, uh, but to invest your money or, you know, there's plenty of people that do passive investing. 100%. You know, obviously they do invest in stocks, crypto. I mean, depending on where we're at right now <laughs> uh, with crypto, but or, you know, IRAs, there's life insurance. People do all of that um, and are very successful um, or or, you know, partner with um work with active investors who are finding deals, say, especially multifamily. And then they just, you know, you see doctors, lawyers who it's like, Hey, I have my money. I have plenty of money, but I I don't want to manage properties or I don't want to, um, you know, run a portfolio, whatever you do the hard work while I just collect checks. Like you could do that. You can be in that opportunity or you can have that opportunity. Um, it just, Either way, you should be investing in one way, especially our black and brown communities mm-hmm. um, that, you know, just don't know, don't know that they could do that. Like there's plenty of opportunities um, 
and it's just kind of working uh, with other people, like-minded people, uh, and just see, having your money work for you. So I, I think that's the biggest thing in, in becoming millionaires and have is having all that act those actions you've taken and, and having it compound into uh, to the point where um, you are a millionaire because you're you're investing and just being smart with your investments. Mm-hmm. So um, I know we're kind of approaching the half hour mark, uh, but you know anybody. Uh, you know, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we're here for you. Obviously, there's. Uh, we're hoping to work on a, a course that we can share with with people to uh, really learn the real estate, at least the basics of of real estate investing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main thing is find ways to make money. Figure it out. If yeah. you can just go on IG, go on YouTube. There's plenty of, of ways you can make money. Whether it's buying a business. Um, you know, or mm-hmm. wholesaling or flipping, although maybe flipping isn't the best <laughs> strategy right now. <laughs> I'm investing in multifamily. There's so many avenues. Just pick an avenue that kind of you're gravitated towards and like learn or, you know, join a course and, and you'll figure it out. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's so many opportunities out there. I think people are blinded. But so once you're kind of um, have that idea of what, what, what the possibilities like it's, it's endless. You're then you're looking at anything you look at as an opportunity. That's one thing yeah. I've learned too. Yeah. Um, I think that's so I think important because I think what people need to understand is that there's more opportunities now to make money than there were when we were like teenagers or kids. Right. So, um, uh, it, it, it just depends on what route you want to go. And, um, just don't think you're limited to uh, a certain amount because real estate kind of opened my eyes and I'm sure it opened your eyes to the possibilities of actually being a millionaire or making a substantial amount of money. And because it's life-changing, even uh, like a $10,000 check could be life-changing to somebody. Right. Yeah. You know, so, um, and you just don't take that as, Oh, I'm making like five, five thousand dollars well someone could be using that five thousand dollars to change their life right so right i mean you gotta think your mindset has to be different like wow i can basically double what i just made by doing the same process or shifting my strategy a little bit in whatever business that you're in so i i I would just keep an open mind and um you know learn the craft and then take action 100% take action and then know the strategies as well. So, yeah, definitely. That's, um, that, that, that's the play right there. Um, I think like we said, it's, um, it starts with your mindset. So before anything, just really get like, imagine yourself already there, like the life that you want to live. If it is that you want to be a millionaire and just kind of reverse engineer it, um, you know, invest in, in courses, like we said, reinvest your money and have your money work for you. Uh, if, even if you have a nine to five, uh, whatever it is, partner up with somebody, uh, like, like there, it, it's, it's endless opportunities are endless. So uh, I really hope you, you got something out of it, uh, out of this episode. Um, you know, we're, we're here for you guys. If you need anything, feel free to reach out. Uh, I think Tim's is, uh, Mr. Tim REI. I'm at the real Gladia and, uh, yeah, what we'll be back next week. Uh, I love that. Yeah, speak it into existence. Yes, that's exactly 100%. it. Whatever you can do, uh, but appreciate you guys tuning in and, and showing your love. Um, you know, we'll be back next week, same time. 
different topic. And uh, you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Talk to y'all later. All right. See ya. Peace. Peace.